Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of the Voices of the Vegan podcast with me, Mark Duffy, and as you can see, I'm joined by, at the moment, Cam, and then Ben is going to be joining. He's currently doing the walk from the ground to his car. Um, we are here to talk about this evening's defeat, unfortunately, at Carrow Road. The the good fortunes at Carrow Road, the, uh, the, the luck ended tonight, 4-2 defeat, which I believe was the... Scoreline last time Norwich beat us at Carrow Roads in the 15-16 season under Kike Sanchez-Flores. Um, but yeah, Cam, bearing in mind the result that we've just witnessed, how are you doing? You all good? Yeah, 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 I'm well. I mean, obviously it's pancake day, so I'm I'm <laughs> eating way more than I should for someone who, who's trying to get half marathon ready. But um, yeah, yeah, that wasn't great, was it? Um and I'm I'm so glad that we get to come on here and, and talk about such a such a brilliant watch. So, yeah, looking forward to this pod. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, it is pancake day, and I've just watched a bunch of tossers on the TV, <laughs> which is uh, which is apt. Um, but yeah, no, look, it's it's frustrating. Uh, I, I must pre-warn people because we're obviously doing this straight after the game. I'm doing this in my living room, and I've got one cat and one kitten who hate each other so if you hear anything in the background you might even see them both run across the screen just pre-warning you guys but uh hopefully they don't but yeah uh i mean let's let's start at the beginning we always start with the team news cam one change we all knew it was pretty much going to be this that one change inflicted of course because bio coming out and rovich coming straight in to replace him would you have gone any different what would you have done if so yeah, I mean, as you said, we were always going to see Rivich come in. No matter what you, you've got to say about him, I don't rate him. We all know that. But um, he was the only option. There's no one else you can put up there. So, yeah, guaranteed. But what was really, really weird to me, obviously, Mateus Martins has been on quite a poor run lately. And, and you you would have expected that uh, it, it wouldn't be long before Yasser Espria would make it back into the starting eleven and yeah, I really don't know why that that didn't happen today. I, I don't know. I wouldn't have left him on the bench, and um, I thought there was a decision to make at right back because Tom Deli Bashiri had a good game against Leicester. But uh, I'd, I'd expect Ryan Andrews to come back in, and maybe you put Tom Deli in in midfield. So yeah, look, the, those are two things that surprised me a little bit, and um, yeah, quite quite disappointing to see him persist with with Martins in particular. Absolutely, and uh, I think this is this is the problem. You know, we've got such a small, tight knit squad that you almost expect when you see a lineup, say on Saturday against we like we did against Leicester, you almost think, oh, well, is half of it is resting players for Tuesday night against Norwich, and then he goes and only makes one change. And like you say, I'd have expected Andrews to come back in. I'd have been starting a Spreer. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have started Ryovic, but. Hey, look, Ryovic, dare I say, did all right tonight. Um, and I'm, listen, I'm 
comparing that to his usual trod that he puts in on the pitch. He got a goal, his 10th of the season. I think his hold-up play was a little bit better. Again, I'm clutching at straws there. Um, but his, his build-up play was a little bit better. Um, and, yeah, I mean, a couple of changes I would have made differently. But in terms of the, the people on the pitch, Cam, obviously it was quite an open start to the game as, as Watford Norwich tend to, it, it does tend to be sort of end-to-end. Um, not great, I don't think, at the back. Um, my kitten's attacking me at the moment as we speak. So, um, <laughs> um, not great at the back tonight, I don't think. We we looked really shaky. You know, usually we see that recycling the ball, we get so far and then we go back to Hamer. I just felt like Sonic was off. Hamer's distribution wasn't quite there tonight. How we, we usually see he's, you know, quite calm and collective on the ball. But I think his distribution tonight almost seemed like it was a bit of a hot potato at the back. They couldn't wait to get it, well, get rid of it. Um, so not a great start defensively, but it probably showed Cam in that first sort of 10, 15 minutes before Norwich took the lead that they were they were sort of, they were able to be gotten at, which is what we've not seen us be able to do in recent in recent games, bar the Leicester game. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a nice open start, as you said, but I just felt that that we never really wanted to to get at them, and we we didn't really take the opportunities that were given to us. So, yeah, it was really frustrating to see, and I, I thought Norwich looked like a, a proper home team trying to trying to be on the front foot, trying to dominate the ball, and just not really letting us, you know, impose our game on them. Um, so yeah, really, really disappointing to to see that we didn't want to take advantage of those gaps they were giving us. But I mean, yeah, it's as you said about the defence. I there, there's someone I want to point out. You said Hamer didn't look his his usual self. I thought Wesley Hoot didn't look his usual self. And and we've said before when Wes isn't on it, the whole team tends to not be on it. He he's just such a good outlet for us. <laughs> he, oh, he's just a good outlet for us. Um, and yeah, when he's not on it, we can't we can't play our football. And defensively, I thought he was quite poor as well. So, yeah, really, really uncharacteristic from him, and uh, probably a big part of of why it didn't go our way tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's so frustrating because we we sort of we're on a bit of a barren run. You know, not not a great run. I think that's what one winning six now. I think. Um, and there was that positive performance, which I'll say, you know, I wasn't on the Leicester podcast, so I didn't get to have my say on, on how I thought we, we performed. And there was definitely positives to take out of it. And we didn't get an absolute pacing like a lot of people thought we would. And then you sort of go into this game. Norwich, I think they're unbeaten in seven, their last seven at home. Watford prior to this were unbeaten in their last seven away games as well, funnily enough. Uh, our best home uh, our best away record since the promotion season which uh, we had 10 unbeaten at one stage away from home so unfortunately that run we'll, we'll we'd have to sort of well that run's gone now um but it's um yeah it, it was really frustrating especially because norwich even when they scored i, I think there was a little bit in the back of their mind about what happened at vicarage road you know they the, went one nil up a lot of people saying, how did they know the ball had gone over the line? Listen, I, I know Stuart Atwell's got history with not knowing when the ball's gone over the line, but I, I would imagine his watch has buzzed there because apparently the liner didn't flag and um, I don't know how people could tell, but um, <laughs> I don't know how people could tell, but they were saying that the um, the watch didn't buzz either, but I've, I've no doubt it did. And, uh, sorry. And, yeah, it's, even even after the, the opening goal, I still think we were still in the game. And it was a really, really frustrating goal to, perceive, uh, to concede, wasn't it, Cam? Because, again, it was, you know, couldn't have got easier for Ashley Barnes, to be honest. And that's his bread and butter. And, again, we've, we've sort of allowed a player like Ashley Barnes to get in his comfortable position and do what he does best. Yeah, and it was a comedy of errors, really, from, from Watford there. I mean... The move started with with Mateus Martins. He sort of received the ball down the line, and and he just wasn't quick enough with it, and and he inevitably lost it. And 
the ball came in, sort of Ryan Porteous fluffed a clearance straight to the edge of the box to their player, and they were able to to recycle it and work it out to their right. And Jamal Lewis, who I've been talking about him a lot lately. I thought he was much improved against Leicester, but but really poor in the games building up to that. And today he he was all over the place. And and this situation is no different. We we've come to know that he's he's quite poor one v one and. And Ono Hernandez just absolutely rinses him here. I mean, it makes it look really, really easy there. It made me think maybe I could give Jamal Lewis a good 1v1. Um, Dinks in a, a perfect ball and and Ashley Barnes, uh, you've, you'd have a hard time marking him. It was sort of Tom Deli Bashiru and, and Ryan Porteous had a bit of him each, but but ultimately not enough. And yeah, just bog standard tapping for him at the back post. Hamer, to be fair to him, nearly gets there, but but obviously you can't be relying on your goalkeeper there. there there's so many chances in the build-up to this goal where where we can clear it or we can do much better but it was just really lacking in in defensive quality here mm. and i quite like to see i mean there might already be one but a still image of how close it was over the line because that i mean listen watching on a tv replay and i know you've got all these replays but it looked close so it would be quite interesting to see quite how close it was uh, I must say, um, before I continue, Ben is meant to be joining us tonight and uh, hopefully he's all good. He, he texted me just before the fourth official put his board up to announce six minutes and he said that he was leaving the ground then. So um, hopefully all is okay and uh, Ben will be joining us shortly to uh, to get a, a perspective from someone was at, that was at the game as opposed to us two that were watching it. Um, so, yeah, not an ideal start, Cam. 20 minutes on the clock, Ashley Barnes scores. I had an acker before the game, I'm going to confess now, and I had four goal scorers to score any time. One was Sammy Schmodix, one was Jamie Vardy, Ashley Barnes and Billy Sharp. Two of the four come in. Uh, so, a little part of me was like, oh, OK, you know, pissed off that we've gone behind, but um, Ashley Barnes got it for me. I'll tell you uh, something that might surprise you, though. And uh, yeah. John Mark said this on on commentary. You might have heard he um, yeah. Ashley Barnes. That was his first goal against us in the championship. Yes, uh, and uh, they've all come at Vicarage Road. So first game where he scored, and he's on the home team. So yeah, um, that's that's interesting. Um, the 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 podcasting fairies must have been listening, and uh, your ears must have been burning, Ben, because I was just saying that I hoped you were. Uh, you got back to the car, all right. Um, and yeah, Ben is now with us. Ben, can you, uh, are you all good, mate? Can you hear us? Hello. Hello, can you hear us, Ben? Let me come back. I'll, I'll, I can hear you, yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you, you yeah. Back. I think there's a, a slight delay. Yeah, come back, mate, right. and me and Camel right, can keep back. chatting. No worries. Right. <laughs> there we go. You've got to love live podcasting. Who doesn't? But yes, of course, uh, 20 minutes on the clock, 1-0 down, not a great start. Eight minutes later, Cam, and I mean, this this one for me, I'm like, this is Watford all over. Ball is ricocheting around. Was it a corner, a, a free kick? Yeah, I, I can't remember now yet. And we didn't clear our lines. Typical Watford, first problem. And then second problem, Wesley Hoop goes to put his foot through it and welly the ball out, and instead he gets the man, and you're never going to get away with that. And, I mean, it's the easiest decision in the world for the referee. A lot of people talking about the the, the decision to award Leicester a penalty at the weekend and saying some people saying it was, you know, um, shouldn't have ever been a penalty. Uh, I think it was soft, but they're, they're given because there's contact there. But there's no question about it. That's a penalty all day long. And I feel sorry for Hamer because Hamer gets the right way for uh, for Pats and Dacca's penalty against Leicester and didn't quite have enough to, to save it. Uh, and then he did get the right way against Josh Sargent, who is another one who loves scoring against Watford. I think that was his fifth goal in uh, seven games against us. I, I might be wrong there, but he's definitely... He, Watford is one of his favourite teams to play. Um, he gets the right way and I was like, yes! And then... Unfortunately, the rebound, nice and easy, heading 2-0, Cam. I know, obviously, recently we've not been playing great and 
we 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 often sound this podcast even even if we go behind we we're, we're still sort of a little bit confident bearing in mind how we've been playing recently did you think that was it we were dead and buried 2-0 game over or were you still quietly thinking well you know what you look what happened in the first game against Seeds or what what was your thoughts when that second goal went in that was actually on my mind i, I was obviously very pissed off but yeah. i was thinking we we got these before it, i we know this Watford team doesn't really give up and uh yeah we can probably get back into this if, if we happen to nick a goal but the performance up to then it, it was giving me nothing to to be confident about really because that that was really shocking and norwich deserved that second goal they um the the penalty itself i mean it, it's a simple corner into the box and that's how they were getting us in the first game it, it was the corners they were really threatening on those set pieces but um we we clearly haven't done our research and and we haven't really acted on that and it was the same again today all ricocheting about we're really unconvincing don't clear it and then wesley who i mentioned he was being uncharacteristic but um but um he he doesn't he's not aggressive enough here he lets the ball bounce in the box and and that's not something you'd expect from an experienced defender you'd You'd expect him to latch onto it straight away, and and it'll it'll be up the pitch. But but no, he lets it bounce, and and the man gets in front of him, and he just kicks through him. And yeah, it's really poor, really unlucky for for Ben Hamer. But yeah, it's it's exactly what we deserved, and there was probably no reason for anyone sensible to think we had any route back into that game. <laughs> yeah, but Watford like to build your hope up and then let it crumble. Mm. Uh, down to a T because we did exactly that. I mean, just before we talk about Rajovic's goal, seeing a couple of comments here. Um, and guys, if you're watching, pop your comments in, let us know your thoughts, let us know anything, and we'll 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 discuss it. Um, I'm gonna add Ben back in, so hopefully we can hear him. Ben, can you hear us? All good. I can hear you, yeah. Can you hear me? Good stuff. Yeah, we can hear you. Thank you. How are you? Is uh, is the traffic all good? You you stuck in a bit of traffic? Traffic's not too bad because I left on the 88th minute. Um, I was absolutely wet through and soaked. Yeah. So, uh, if Watford can collapse like that, and I've driven two and a half hours to get there in the pouring rain, I'm sodding off and beating the traffic. Um, so yeah, the roads are clear. I should be back just before midnight. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm all good, thank you. You boys all good? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, you know, the the, the result, you, like I was just saying to Cam before you joined, that Watford likes to disappoint, build your hopes back up, and then disappoint once more. And, and we, we completely capitulated. And it was, it was a really, really, you know, it, it went from being quite an open game to us looking poor, to then us having a really good spell and even thinking, right, bloody hell, we could go three to up here, to then being four two down in a matter of minutes. Um, and it's it's so frustrating. And I, I was just saying, actually, be, before uh, Ben rejoins, a couple of comments here about Chatford Hadzi. Um, Josh Lewis says, Chatford Hadzi has been bad since we bought him. Would start Tom Delhi if Kayembe isn't fit yet. Dennis on the wings look hopeless. Uh, I mean, personally, I think a bit harsh on Dennis because he's he's not fully fit yet. Uh, I think when he's come on, he's 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 looked lively, and he's uh, he's tried to get things going. So his his match fitness won't be there, which is to be expected. Um, and then um, I Bedler says Chatford Hadzi has a poor one today, but hasn't been bad overall recently. Need Morris Pollock. Uh, Pollock and Andrew starting in the back four for us to play half decent. Now, Cam, your thoughts on Chatford Zadzi today? I think he was one that was, yeah, not his best game. But again, I can't help but watch him and think he wants to try and get this midfield ticking. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those that, that really wants to, you know, get the ball and turn with it. He's a, he's a lot like Kone, but I I can't help but think you, you don't play both of those together. I don't think you need to. Um, but we've got these three midfielders in Kone, Chatwatadzi, Tom Deli Bashiru. Their strengths are all the same thing. And yeah, you, you don't really get a lot of balance out of that. So 
you, you need to put Edo Kayembi back in there as soon as he can. Obviously, we don't have that luxury at the moment, but it, it speaks to the lack of depth in the squad, I think. And yeah, look, I, I think it's harsh on Chakvatadze to say he's been poor since we signed him because I, I think he was pretty anonymous against Leicester and first off, he, he was poor today. But second off, he, he grew into it until he came off. And yeah, I, I don't think he's been bad for us at all. So yeah, look, I, I think that's slightly harsh. But um, I I have to agree about the, the Dennis comment. I thought... Everyone was a little bit disappointed when Val said that he won't start, but we saw exactly why. He he was quite a way off the pace today, and yeah. it felt like every time he had the ball down that line, he he just lost it. And yeah, it he just wasn't quick enough with it, and ultimately lacked quality, which is, which is weird to say about Emmanuel Dennis. But yeah, there's um there's definitely signs that he's not quite ready yet. But hopefully, we see him get more minutes against Rotherham. Yeah, hopefully. And and Ben, obviously, us watching at home, you can sometimes get a completely different feel to watching at the game. I remember myself being at Swansea, and I can't remember, I think Ryovic was getting uh, quite a bit of praise, or the opposite, and I was watching it thinking, well, I'm not seeing what they're seeing. From being at the game, what did you make of Chuck Dadzi today? Do you think he had a, a poor game? Was was he was it quite noticeable, or what? What was the reaction in the stands to to, to his performance today, Ben? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I agree with Cam to say that maybe it's a bit harsh to say that he's been poor since we've signed him. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of maybe a pressure on Chapmanasi because he was our only transfer window deadline day signing. So everyone's like, well, why have we spent the money on him? So now he's a bit of a scapegoat in that in that sense. Um, but watching him today, I, I thought he he grew into the game. I thought he started off struggling, um, but then again, he, he was next to Kone and Livermore in that midfield, and I thought both of those were very good today. Um, so Chap probably didn't stand out as much with them. Um, but he did drive us forward in that second half, and and that's what we needed to get back into the game. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, I, I think that's that's what Chuck does. You know, I, I certainly can't remember a midfielder like Chuck or Kone at the moment since probably Will Hughes. That every time he gets a ball, he looks to drive us forward, and that's what Will did. And we've we've sort of struggled to have that progressive midfielder. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the, the to the the result itself. Um, it's it's almost like it's simple and the answer's right in front of us, but at times it is and then other times it isn't, Cam. Ken Semmer doing what Ken Semmer does and getting the ball into the box and Rojovic just about, may I add, putting it past Angus Gunn and getting his 10th goal of the season and that's, that's Rojovic all over, isn't it? That's his bread and butter. You, you literally have to put the ball I played for him and he'll score and he did just that. And is it a case of it's that simple that we're not playing to his strengths or do you think it's a little bit more than that? Because I know you're quite, you, you, you've got quite an opinion on Ryovic and we had a comment earlier saying, uh, don't rate Ryovic. What about his 10 goals this season when he's been getting zero service and rubbish balls into the box? What he has done is a miracle. So uh, what, what do you have to say to that? And, Ryovic as a whole tonight? Look, I think, first of all, if your game is just goals, then you're going to need more than 10 to justify your place in the team. And look, I think up to that goal today, he was disastrous up there. Every time the ball came up to him, it just bounced straight back off him. Can't win headers, can't pass the ball. And um, that chance he had to play Martins in, I mean, it's a simple pass and, and he's hit it in the one place where you can't hit it, just straight at the defender. So, yeah, really, really disappointing from him. And um, look, about the whole service thing, I I agree he doesn't get many chances, but at what point do you have to look at, look at him and, and blame him for that? Because he goes entire games without having shots and uh, it must be so much harder to work the ball forward when you've effectively got 10 men to, to do so. And... Yeah, look, it, it's. I, I think it's no coincidence that Bio seems to get a lot more chances, and and so do most of our other players. So, yeah, I would, I, I wouldn't start him from now on. I, 
I I will say that I think from when he scored to um to sort of when he came off, did he come off? No, for the rest of the game, really, I, I thought he was he was much improved and he he was winning the ball sort of high up. He was holding it up, and I found myself saying "Well done, Ryovic quite a bit in the second half because I thought he he did do his job a lot better. So fair play to him, but look, I I can't. I see anything to justify him starting for us. And uh, I'll just touch on the goal briefly because that is a classic Ken Semmer, Mileta Rajevic uh, yes. to, to goal, really. It's exactly the same as what they've all done. But um, before that, Ishmael Kone, that pass to pick out Semmer in the box is, is, in the box is fantastic. And uh, it, Ishmael Kone was, was full of it today. He was He was brilliant and he was just driving us forward whenever he could. And yeah, I was really impressed with him he's getting better by the week so yeah look really really nice goal and and somehow found our way back into the game we did indeed and and just before the the halfway uh the the half time point although you mentioned there about Ryovic, you, you don't think he's the answer um just on a side note another goal for shack four tonight um leighton orient beat northampton four three and that was his eighth of the season so Hopefully those rumours are true about us offering him a new contract in the summer and hopefully he's going to be in and around the first team next season. But Ben, um, I just want to say before the half-time break, we saw Matthias Martins go in the book because he sort of swung an arm out and he caught one of their players in the face. He, of course, made a meal of it, etc., etc. But for me, Ben, I don't know what it was like watching at, at the game tonight. I thought Matthias Martins was poor tonight. And I, I I would have happily seen him dragged off at half-time because he's just so frustrating. Like, one day he looks like our, one of our best players, you know, by a country mile. And then other days like today, he's so frustrating. And he should have scored tonight as well. Yeah, no, uh, he, I find him very frustrating lately. And we discussed this on the last pod with me, Cam and Tom. He's massively out of form at the moment, and he doesn't. I don't think it suits him playing on that right hand side because when he's more dangerous and effective on the left, because you know he can cut in on the right. Great example today: the ball came across into the penalty box to Mateus Martins, and he should have hit it first time. But his first initial instinct was to take a touch and go in on his left foot. By the time he'd done that, the Norwich defender got close enough to get a block in. And it's just frustrating. Just put your foot through, through it and, and you might have found the back of a net. Um, but I don't get how Val is selecting him instead of Yasser Espria, where Yasser Espria can create something out of nothing, which we saw absolutely today. Um, and, and by the way, everyone, if, if you're not aware already, I've done a match day vlog today and I've, I've managed to get both Watford goals. I've got Martin's elbow in the, the top jaw on the um, Norwich player. And I just can't believe I've managed to get Yasser Espria's thunder bastard from for 30 yards. Um, the disbelief in the fans was absolutely mental. But yeah, Martin's very frustrating. I think it's time for him to come out of the, the starting lineup because he, he's not offering anything. And if anything, he, I think he's slowing us down. Um, he, he's slowing down attacks and he's not getting the ball into the box quick enough. And it's the same goes to Jamal Lewis over on that left-hand side. The amount of times he had the ball over and by the penalty box and he could have whipped in the ball, but there was nothing. We're so passive in possession and there's no urgency. And it has to take for Ken Semmer to beat a man and get to the... because we're not doing anything with the ball. Yeah, no, completely agree, Ben. And it, it, it does slow us down and, you know, it, it's so much more effective with Ken over on that side. I mean, I, for one, if it meant uh, dropping Lewis, I would bring Ken in and put him at left back and see if uh, Martins and, and Ken can get a bit of a partnership going. Uh, that would be absolutely fine. But at the moment, it's just not working for Martins and he's come out of the team for me. Um, went into the break, 2-1 down. You know, a little bit of hope. We thought, right, we're back in this. And I think Norwich in the back of their minds would have been like, shit. You know, we, we were turning up at Vicarage Road uh, in our last home win, funnily enough. Um, and we cocked it up. So I think a little bit of doubt was creeping into their minds uh, as my cat knocks over various bottles. Um but yeah, it was um, 
it was frustrating because, you know, as Ben just said, Martin's had that glorious chance to make it 2-2 two -two and he's just done too much for me. Just stick your foot through it, man. Like, he doesn't need to try and take a touch and make it a perfect goal. And I think Katie sums it up perfectly as she says, I feel we just can't make it click. We can either attack well and defend bad or vice versa. It's never both. Um, and Shane Finnerty also says, hello, the game tonight was an absolute disgrace from the team. And yeah, I mean, it's it's very, very frustrating. But went into that break, 2-1, two, uh, two, should have been 2-2. Two, two, but a little bit of hope was there. And like I said, I would have brought Martins off at, at halftime. But the teams emerged from the tunnel. Watford were first out. Um, you know, so Val obviously had something short and sweet to say to him. And we were first out before Norwich. We didn't see a substitution until the 61st minute. So around the time that Val likes to make his subs. Um, and we saw Dennis and Espria come on for Sema and Martins. Now, Martins, yep, brilliant. But for me, Cam, shouldn't have took off Sema because Sema was making it click for me. Um, uh, would, would you agree? Yeah, well, look, with Ken, we weren't getting him involved often. But when we were, he was making something happen. And yeah, there are a few times he got balls into the box. And one of them, obviously set up a goal to get us back into it. So, yeah, look, I, I think it was harsh to take him off, but you've got to look on the flip side that he's just had to quite quite a long time on the sidelines and, and he's just come back. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe he was only allowed to play an hour. We know that I was big on fitness and we know we've got a game at the weekend. So, yeah, why not save him? And um, I would like a fully fit Ken Semmer for, for Rotherham away. No, no question about that. So... Yeah, look, I I sort of agreed with those changes. At that point, I thought maybe we should take uh, take Rivic off and and put Dennis up front uh, instead yeah. of out wide. But uh, I mean, Rivic got a lot better, as I said. So it ended up not working, but but there was some sense to it. And yeah, it was just what was really frustrating to me is one we didn't make those subs at half time. Because ultimately, the changes we didn't make at Leicester that we waited for the hour mark ended up costing us, and we conceded another goal in that time. Uh, so I was annoyed that we didn't get them on as soon as we could. But also, not getting Ryan Andrews on at that point was was a really weird one for me. I thought um, that team was just screaming out for Ryan Andrews. And yeah, just, just really disappointing to see how Val handles his subs at times. I mean, no, no slight against him in in any other aspect, but I think the subs have been a problem for a while now. And, and yeah, I'd like to see some, something improve in that regard. Yeah. Just quickly, you mentioned you, you would have liked to have seen Andrews. Was that, would that have been at his natural position at right back or would that have been pushed further up like we saw against Leicester? No, definitely right back. And I probably would have put Tom Deli Bashiru in midfield because I don't think he was doing a bad job at all. And, uh, as we said, Chapatadzi didn't have his best game, so I think that was probably the sub to make. And yeah, we were just lacking that that orthodox right back in in defensive situations. I think, and it, it seemed like a no brainer to get him on. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I I, I put a tweet out at half time and I said that I felt that Norwich were getting too much joy down the wide areas. I mean, it was predominantly down Jamal's side. And uh, that Onel Hernandez is a, a, an absolute handful. Not only is he quick, he's a little brute of a bloke as well. And I remember his short loan spell at Birmingham City and he just used to bully, bully fullbacks. So, yeah, I wouldn't have been against pushing Tom into the middle. Uh, you know, Kone had took that knock maybe. You know, it wouldn't have been the worst thing to, to bring him off, although he was very progressive and, and probably our best player tonight, I think. Um, it, it, it wouldn't have hurt him to, to maybe come off if he was a... Because when he come back on, he was moving a little gingerly. But yeah, um, the, the subs for me sort of half made sense. But definitely, I would have made them at half time. But nonetheless, 10 minutes later, Ben, I'm sitting at home. I see a spree hit this ball. And I'm like, oh. And then next thing you know, I'm like, shit, that's gone in. Like, I was in disbelief at home watching it. What was it like at the ground? Did, did it look like... Did you know straight away that it had gone in or or, or did it take a few moments uh, for the penny to drop that it had gone in? Because it was uh, easily for me, goal of the season. I know who scored from the halfway line, but for me tonight, that that I, I don't think we'll see a better goal the rest of this season, Ben. 
Yeah, agreed. Hoot's goal away at Hull was fantastic, but the keeper probably helped him, gifted him on yeah. that one. But the, the, the power behind this shot from Yasser Espria was absolutely fantastic. And it just dipped at the last second to go underneath that crossbar because when it left his foot, I thought, oh, this is going right over. But it just dipped that last second to go find its way into that in that far corner. And if, if I'm being totally honest, we was all pretty, pretty much stunned going, ah, and there was loads of screaming in the background by going, oh my God, I can't believe this has happened. Um, and, and you'll see it in the match day vlog as well. But it was it was such a fantastic strike and hands down goal of a season. But I, I must say, what on earth were Norwich doing there? Because they, they allowed Yasuo Espria to hold on to the ball for about five seconds. And he, he travelled with the ball for about 15, 20 yards. And then he, he brought it onto his left foot. Still no one closing him down. He thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a ticket, and if it goes in, I've won the lottery. And he <laughs> just just absolutely blasted it, and it was it was fantastic, and it it was exactly what we needed. The goal before half time was that chance to get back into the game, and it was much much needed because I, I thought Norwich weren't fantastic in that first half, and and we mm. just helped them along the way with those two goals. But then Yasser just pulling us back up, I thought. Brilliant. This is exactly what we need. That's the momentum now to, to carry on, kick on from here. But like Watford fans know, we don't make it easy for ourselves and we absolutely shot ourselves in the foot. Absolutely, we did. And at 2-2, two, two, you know, you, you're thinking, we've done it. You know, we've we've come back. If we can even go and nick a third goal. And, you know, the, the pendulum was probably swinging in our favour, to be honest. And it was, uh, well... For a short period of time, and a, and a lot of Watford fans probably would have thought, you know, bloody hell, you know, it has happened again. And I was hearing there's only one team in yellow being shunted for the away end, and the away end was in full voice, and uh, that come back to bite us on the ass, to say the least. But the thing is, later, it, it, it was in our own hands as well because the it was starting to get a bit, bit toxic there. I don't know if whether you heard it in on the the commentary stream, but. When Norwich took off Josh Sargent, the Norwich fans were not happy at all and they were booing and, and, and basically saying, mm -hmm. you don't know what you're doing to David Wagner. So that swung in Watford's favour. But Watford fans smelt blood at that point. We was getting behind the team and the momentum was with Watford. It was just the lack of concentration just shot ourselves into the foot again. I, uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't hear that. So that's very interesting to know about that. Um, because I my stream was playing up, so I had to watch some of the Norwich stream, uh, and as soon as I clicked on it, it was pretty much before um, Sarah put them free to up, and they mentioned, I think it was when um, Van Hoydink come on, saying that, you know, um, a, a substitution which has been applauded, and I thought, why are they making a joke about that? Like, they must have had something in a previous match, but that's interesting to know that they said that, because Sergeant coming off was booed, so just as well, really. I, I, he's 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 slowly making it into the list of players that I'm not keen on. Uh, Jamie Vardy's occupying that list at the moment because he always scores against us. Tom Ince was firmly in that list till he joined us, and uh, and Sergeant's uh, creeping up the the rankings on that list as well. But yeah, six minutes later, Gabriel Sara, um, you know, easy as you like. Um, he, he was tucked in the corner. Hamer didn't have a chance, but. Cam, what a chance blown for Watford. You know, 3-2. We, we, we do all that hard work, 2-0 down, bring it back to 2-2. You know, it's in our favour, as Ben said. And then we, we go and crumble six minutes later, 3-2 down. And then um, not even, I think it was five minutes after that, um, Fashnat, I think that's his name, that's how you pronounce it. He goes and puts them 4-2 up, although I think the commentators were saying it it might even go down as a portier's own goal, but a complete, a complete capitulation by Watford, and it, it just went to part. It went from looking in our favour to four-two down, and a really, really disappointing night in East Anglia. Yeah, look, when you come back from two-nil down, you're not thinking about losing. You're thinking about are we going to push on and get the winner here? Mm -hmm. And we had them right where we wanted them. I, I didn't know about what Ben said um, about the crowd just completely turning on them. But that's that's where you go for them. That's where you go for the jugular and and you put pressure on them. But 
from that equalizer we just looked lax and, and complacent and we didn't really want to impose ourselves we we sort of let Norwich do what they want and and they were passing the ball around or outside our box um just however they wanted to so yeah it, it was no surprise when they went three to up and and the manner in which they did was was really really simple and and probably avoidable it was just one long ball to Ashley Barnes and that's what you want from your striker just to yeah. you know make the defenders uncomfortable and and win the ball and then the pass to uh to Sarah perfect and and yeah that's where you could also do with uh an orthodox right back on the pitch because Tom Deli Bashiru was up in midfield at that point no fault of his own he's being told to play there but mm. I have no doubt Andrews would, would have been back for that and and he would have maybe you know picked up the runner and we wouldn't have gone three two down so yeah really really disappointing to to see and as for the the goal after that I mean Jamal Lewis just gets sucked in and he he has no interest in in defending his man he and yeah he's got no way of stopping the cross when it's been played out wide so yeah we're we're asking for it there and really disappointing not not to build on on such a brilliant equalizer I think that fourth goal summed up Watford's night, to be honest, defensively, ricocheting and goal scorer, not really knowing much about it and everything else. And it's it's so, so frustrating. And I, I just think, you know, we make a, a complete rod for our own back sometimes. And, and tonight was one of them nights. And listen, it wasn't long ago we were sat on this podcast and we were absolutely buzzing the run we are on saying how, how good things are this is a championship man it's ruthless and ben like i've just said it doesn't seem long ago does it mate that we were sat on these podcasts talking about how good things were and now we've won one game in six we're we're the because of results tonight we are now seven points outside the playoffs norwich are actually snuck into that last playoff spot um that there are a few more games tomorrow night and we we sort of, you know, we're only we're only ten points ten points behind us. So Huddersfield, who are twenty first now, that's not me saying I think we're going to get sucked into a relegation battle. No, 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 no. But that's me saying it wasn't long ago that we were saying we could sneak through the back doors of the playoffs, and and now we're seven points adrift. It's it's really really disappointing. Few few weeks and few games for Watford. Um, ben, you might have discussed this in the Leicester podcast, but. Based on tonight, do you think that's it now for playoffs? Have, have they completely gone for you? I don't think the players are actually there for Watford. Um, yeah, I, I know we, we were very close to it and it was looking rosy and we, we hit January and we was all like, oh, if we can add in a few players here, there and there, we'll be all right. But realistically, I don't think we're ready for that step yet. And if I'm honest... I don't want to get into the playoffs for disappointment. We're nowhere near ready to get promoted to the Premier League either. So, mm. look, this, this is just a transitional season. It's about stability. It's about building for the future. We've obviously got to cut our cloth, cut our um, spending down. Parachute payments comes down next season. Um, so, it's, it's all about just getting a steady books at the moment. And, look... Uh, Maybe we got a little bit carried away when we was on that fantastic run, Mike, and we was like one point off the playoffs or two points off the players, whatever it was. But I think realistically, this is a, a mid-season um, finish for Watford this year. And I, I think I'll take that. We're not going to be dragged into a relegation battle. Um, I, I think we'll comfortably stay up and we'll win games for rest, uh, like between now and the end of the season. Um, but I think it's all about just building on this season and then seeing what we can do next season um i want to see valerie uh, valerie and ismail being given the end of the season and i, I think that's going to happen as well and just to say we've got through a season without sacking the manager that, that's a plus <laughs> in watford's eyes um, so then, far <laughs> and, and, yeah so far and, and me and cam spoke about this a couple of weeks ago there's a massive rebuild ahead this summer at watford football club and we've listed off loads of positions that we think needs doing and 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 that's still the case um so uh, it's just about being steady this season 
see whereabouts we can finish. If we finish 12th, I'll take that. And then it's about mm -hmm. the important build again in the summer and getting in key players that we need in this squad. And then the second one for me would be left back. Obviously, Jamal Lewis is on loan, loan temporarily. Yeah. And I The beauty of live podcasting. Are you, I think, are you still there? Yeah, we, we're still here. I think your uh, I think your signal was Hello? cutting out, but I think still we can hear you again. Have I lost you? Probably lost you. <laughs> Tell you what I'll do. I will mute Ben's mic for the time being. Uh, hopefully, he can get his cell his signal sorted. Um, but yeah, Cam. I mean, as Ben was saying there, this season. You know, maybe a few Watford fans got ahead of themselves, ourselves included. And I'll, I'll be honest, I've got ahead of myself at times. And you, 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 it's just daring to dream, isn't it? And and you, you, you just want that from your football team. And everyone wants to get playoffs and everything else. And it, um, it, it's it, it'd be an absolute dream. But we need to be realistic, don't we? This season's all about comfortable finish, middle of the roads. We've rebuilt a squad. We've got a squad which is likeable now on the whole. I know it might not seem that now because I'm pissed off with them, like beyond belief. But we've got a squad that, and again, you know, saying this after losing 4-2, but we've got a squad that, generally speaking, puts up a lot more fight than what we've seen in the last two or three seasons. So, for me, I, I, are we accepting now that it's middle of the table and that's a good season for Watford? Yeah, and I think that probably is what we were always resigned to. But mm. as for it being a good season, yeah, Ben mentioned sticking with Valerian Ishmael. Uh, that's a must. But I don't think we've really given him the best tools to succeed, uh, succeed here. And it was all about a rebuild for me. But uh, I'm struggling to believe that we are getting a rebuild with, with just by looking at the transfer activity. I mean, in the summer... We, we had a lot of howlers and, and we didn't really look to improve that in January. So now we are heading for quite a, a dire situation in, in next summer. And um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of work to do. But look, it's, a, it's still a developing squad. Uh, Valerian Ishmael is still sort of, you know, finding his feet. And I'd say overall, we have improved as the season's gone on. I'm, I mean, call me a, a fake Watford fan for this, but... I'm not going to completely turn on our manager just because of a, a poor three or four games. So, yeah, I, I think we should and hopefully we, we come through this run. We've got a great opportunity to, to put things right at the weekend at, at Rotherham, who are bottom of the league. And, yeah, we, if we're not going there and, and winning, then I, I'm not going to say questions have got to be asked, but I, I'm going to say... There's a there's a lot of work to do in the summer, isn't there? And yeah, we're, we're starting to see that we're not quite that playoff ready team, and we just didn't do enough in the transfer windows to sort of build on us being being you know that successful period we had over sort of Christmas. We we didn't do enough to build on that because why not get ahead of yourself if you're seeing your team play like a a functioning team like we were sort of. November, December time, why not get ahead of yourself? Why not aim for playoffs? I mean, if you look at Norwich, I didn't know they'd, they'd snuck in there, but they're sixth right now. And I think any Norwich fan will tell you they've been absolutely terrible this season and and they will their manager out. So why why couldn't we get ahead of ourselves and aim for playoffs? So it, it was there for the taking. And I just, whether, whether you want it or not, I don't think we've, we've quite taken that opportunity. And we've... Mm -hmm. We sort of relegated ourselves to to the sort of mid table pack now. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, and I think you know a bit of perspective. It doesn't help that we sort of started off a bit poorly. I remember that run that we didn't win for a while, and people outside the club were like, "Oh, they might suck him now." Uh, and then we sort of got a bit of a run going, and now we're sort of back a little bit. Not to square one, I don't want to say square one because you know that things aren't horrendous at the moment, but it's not a good run. But you know, th this is a championship. Look, we might be sat here in three or four games' time 
having been unbeaten in them and won a couple and drawn a couple and we're back in the playoff mix. So that's the championship for you. And I, I think I'll, I'll start to get a little bit more worried if we are coming away on Saturday without any points. I think we need to go to Rotherham and win. And I mean that with no disrespect to Rotherham because I do like Rotherham. I've got a bit of a soft spot for him. It's one of my favourite away games. I'm going, I've got my ticket here. Um, and my record this season, I've done seven games, three at home, four away. We've won six and drawn one. And I've seen us score 18 goals. And the opposition scored six. And the opposition have one penalty. Uh, and that was the penalty save that Dan Backman made at Coventry earlier in the season. Go on. My record when watching in my flat is absolutely horrendous. We've not won yet, and I think we've drawn three. So, so you are banned. My my record against yours, really, this weekend. You are banned from watching the game, make yourself. And I've probably jinxed us tonight as well because that was my second away game of the season. I lost. We lost at Stevenage and penalties, (laughs) and then we've lost to Norwich tonight. So I do apologise, everyone. So yeah. So we. Anyone, any complaints? uh, Ben's Twitter handle is uh, is there on screen for you. So, uh, but no. In in all seriousness, it's uh, for me. It's a must win on Saturday, and it's. We're not going to make it easy, of course we're not, because it's Watford, you know, Rotherham. Um, I, I heard, I can't remember how many games they've won all season. John Mark said on Saturday on the commentary, they've only won three. I don't I, I don't want to go ahead and say a, a definite number, but they've not won many games at all. They lost again tonight against Hall. Um, and yeah, it's uh, hopefully going to be a good day out in South Yorkshire on Saturday. Um Three games all season. There yep. you go. There you go. And uh, what for the next in town? But uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. So thanks to to Cam for joining me and Ben as well on his drive back to Hemel Hempstead. Hopefully, all is good on the roads for you, Ben. And if you guys are watching uh, and travelling back, hopefully you have a safe journey. And if you made the journey back, uh, I hope it wasn't too much of a long journey back. Uh, but uh, we won't be back for a Rotherham preview because the, the games have come thick and fast. Uh, as I say, I am going. So hopefully I'll be back to do a podcast with whoever is free uh, on the Sunday to talk about hopefully a Watford win. Uh, I'm going to try and get a tweet out on Thursday, Friday, just advising of some away pubs and some parking for you guys if you are heading up to Rotherham. Uh, I have tried to do that as best as we could for away games. I know I didn't do it for tonight, uh, but sometimes it's hard to keep up with the schedule and and whatnot. So I'm going to try and get that tweet out as well, um, just so you guys making the journey can can plan accordingly. But yeah, thank you very much for tuning in tonight, guys. The numbers have been good watching. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that like button and hit the subscribe button as well. We're stuck on 460 subscribers Let's push that more north of 500, please. Um, and, yeah, it, it helps more than you think. And if you just go onto YouTube and watch, just log in and hit the button. It's as simple as that. Um, but, yeah, till next time, come on, you ones. Sports Social Podcast Network.